Welcome to the audio podcast of Believer's House. We are a multi-generational, multi-ethnic church in the city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, called to lead people to Jesus, make them more like Him, and see them lead others to Him. We hope this message you are about to listen to inspires you to become more like Jesus in your thoughts, words, and actions. And they try us just by the highs and the lows, just by the pains and the hurt. We are still standing. This church is not a history. Father, we give you praise. We worship and adore you. Ele Kosi, Mante Brahando Rokoro Boshadabande. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you know this song? I love you, Lord. For your mercies never fails me all my days. I've been out. I've been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head. Till I lay my head. Oh, I will oh, sing. I will sing. Will you sing of the goodness? Take you one more time. I love you, Lord. You love. Oh, you must have never failed me. Oh, my day. Oh, my day. I've been held. Up. I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake. From the moment that I wake up. Till I lay my head. Until I lay my head. Oh, I will oh, sing. I will oh, sing. I will sing. Of the goodness Sing all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been faithful Over believers house, Lord Jesus, you've been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath With every Oh, I will, oh, I will sing oh, I will after good Take one more time. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been, oh God. All my life you have been faithful. Yeah, one, you were there. Yeah, two, you were there. Yeah, three, four, five, six, seven. Till you return, you'll meet us standing. So, so With every breath. With every breath that we are able, oh, we will sing. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after me. Sing it now. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after. Your goodness is running after. It's running after. Running after me. Your goodness is running after us. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your mercy is running after us. Come on, sing it up. Oh, your grace is running after us. Your grace is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. All our lives you have been filled. 
celebrate Jesus in this house this moment. Come on, celebrate Jesus like a man. Can you just move around if you may slam someone a high five and say, I celebrate you. Welcome to Believer's House. I celebrate you. Welcome to Believer's House. Give someone a hug. Slam someone a high five. Take it. I celebrate you. Welcome to Believer's House. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I can see Richard over there. Can we celebrate Richard, please? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I was, you know, flying down from Nigeria to Canada a couple of weeks back. I think that was the weekend, mid-September. And I found this gentleman, you know, bothered the aircraft with me. It was his first time, you know, coming into the country, coming to study. You know, he was lost. He was, you know, you are, I could see it written all over his face. No, I scanned him both spiritually and physically. And I could see this man, you know, he's seeking direction. You know, so I told him, calm down, you can talk to me. And he said he was heading to Halifax. I said, oh, my brother is there. So should I connect you? He said, yeah. Right? I'm going to catch up with you afterward. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just want to exhort us very quickly tonight. You, at the back, that lady, please come forward. So you are the very first person that I saw and that I have a word for. I'm going to give you, do you have your Bible here? So you open Jeremiah chapter number 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. As you are there seated, I just needed to just pray in your spirit and say the Lord, Lord speak to me tonight. Give me a word. Open the eyes of your servant. Give me a word for my season. Give me a word for this season. Bless me by the ministration tonight. Let my life not remain the same again. Use your servant for me. Bible says, by a prophet was Israel led out of Egypt. By a prophet was it preserved. Have you found it? Can I, can I get a microphone, please? Thank you, sir. Please take it. And read it out. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. You have catchers. Let somebody stand behind her. Uh -huh. That's it. Take 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 it. Thank you, Father. You are the God who confirms the words of your servant and performs the counsels of your messenger. Now that's it. Take it, okay? Take it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for clarity, for direction. Thank you for strength. Thank you for renewed hope. Thank you for these tears that turned into tears of joy. Thank you for the stone the builder rejected is becoming the chief cornerstone. Thank you. Because those sleepless nights, those silent tears that you can't share with anybody, thank you, Father, because they become a thing of the past. I wish I could minister to her more, but tonight I'm actually here to share the word. Okay? 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you saved the Lord. What's her name? Emily. Emily. Now, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you saved the Lord. And the Lord says he's bringing to life the desires, the thoughts, the silent desires of your heart. Now, just as Paul did in the book of Acts, I do and I declare over you, and I commend you, therefore, Emily, to the Lord and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and grant you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Come and celebrate Jesus. Let's go into the word, okay? Um, sir, what's your name, sir? Oh, that's my younger brother's name. Beautiful. And I think your wife is, um, has Tolu Anime, right? Your baby. Okay, that's my daughter's name, too. Interesting. So, what you will do is you just remain in the spirit, okay? As I'm ministering, the Lord will be stringing you up. Just play and have fun. You know, that's very important for tonight. Okay, amen. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles very quickly to the book of John. John chapter number 4. Um, you permit me to read very quickly. Please, once my time is up, just let me know if I have five minutes left. And we'll just call it tonight. We have tomorrow, then we have um, Sunday. John chapter number 4. Sir, um, Pastor okay. okay, okay, right? Okay, Chuku, you know, the Lord says you're a farmer. And I do not mean that literally. You understand, right? What farmers do is they plant. Okay? But when they plant, they don't, you don't plant seed of, um, is it maize you call it, or corn today, and it's fruit ttomorrow. But you are a farmer. See, there is he who scatters, yet he increases. Bible says, and there is ye who withhold much more than is necessary. Bible says, it tends unto poverty. You need to keep sowing, keep farming. Alright? You need to keep farming, you know. Um, a farmer does all he can to making sure that, you know, um, they, they, they plant when they need to plant. They sow when they need to sow. Alright? But see, those things, they're all going to come together. And you have you know, a very beautiful tree at the end of the day. All right, Shalom. You are a pastor, so I'm honoring and respecting ministerial ethics. All right? So that restrains me from doing certain things with you. John chapter number four. This is a lengthy read. Time is very short. Um, let's just see from verse number 17. This is the story of the woman, you know, by the, by the wall. The story that some of you may be accompanying or accustomed to. John chapter number 4, let's see from verse number 17. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. Verse 19, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. 
Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Verse 21 says, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming. When you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Verse 22 says, You worship what you do not know. You do what? You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Then verse 3 says, But the high is coming. It says, and now is. But the high is coming, and now is. When the true worshipers, we worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is also called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you, am he. Heavenly Father, I give you praise. The entrance of your word brings light, it brings understanding unto the simple. Thank you for the privilege of standing in, on this exalted altar tonight. For the privilege of being in this house tonight. Thank you for your son, thank you for your daughter, and thank you for the souls under the sound of my voice. I pray, Lord, that you anoint this tongue of clay and let it speak of your truth, your grace, your power, and your glory. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth that clarity replaces obscurity. Direction replaces lack of direction. Strength replaces weakness in someone's life. Hopelessness is replaced with hope tonight. No one is ever the same father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Yahweh, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Celebrate Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, what you found, the word worship that you found in that passage of the Bible is the Greek word proskuno. And literally, it simply means, you know, like a dog licking or sucking, you know, the, the hand of the master. It means to bow in reverence to someone. However, the word worship, you know, or the culture of worship has generally been bastardized even in the Christian faith. And I'll tell you what I mean. Where I come from, for example, to worship is to sing slow songs. You know, like Josh was leading us, for example, you know, and you say to praise is to sing, you know, danceable songs, the one that you shake body, you know, and all of that. So we call it praise and worship. So we were groomed, we were trained, we were, we were, we were tutored, we were, we were, you know, accustomed to whenever we hear praise and worship, we're simply talking about the fast and the slow song. And as a matter of fact, for so many people, it is forbidden that you'll be dancing. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, and you'll be dancing, and someone will say, and you say you are worshiping God. They tell you you're not worshiping God. That's not worship. That is praise. Because we've been told wrongly, erroneously, that worship simply means the slow song. And it's so serious that you also need to be mindful of the pace. Because if it goes too fast, it will switch into praise. So it will no longer be worship. For your mercy. And then, then the, 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 the religiosity in you then says, you, you're going too slow. Place your hand on your chest. <laughs> At the end of your head, from the moment that I wake. And you continue to go like that. Worship is much more than that. 
Listen, if you don't get anything out of this meeting edition of this night of worship that this ministry is hosting tonight, take it tonight that worship is much more than a song. Worship is much more than a sound. Worship is much more than singing. I did not say worship is not singing. I did not say worship is not a sound. I did not say you cannot worship with your voice. You know, I'm saying that it is much more than that. So then you may be wondering, what then is worship? What then is worship? Worship simply means worship. Worship is worth. W-O-R-T-H. Ship. S-H-I-P. Worship is worship. To worship the Lord is you just saying to the Lord how much the Lord is worth to you. That's what worship is. Worship is worship. See after me, worship. Come on, don't get cold on me tonight. Worship is worship. So whenever you worship the Lord in sound and whatever thing you're doing, you're simply expressing to your creator what his worth is to you. That's what you're doing. You're expressing, you're reverencing, you are, you are, you are, you know, you are, you are letting him understand, you know, what his worth is to you. So the value you place on the one you worship will determine the depth and the weight and the height of your worship. So what the Lord means to you in the place of worship will determine the quality of worship you would offer. So when we are singing, say for example, like I said, slow songs, and you take that to be worship, for example, and you're just like this, you know, your spirit is not in what you're doing, your soul is not there, your mind is not there. You're simply saying to the Lord, this is what you are worth to me. Like I said earlier on, the Greek word is proskune. So it simply means, it's, it's like a dog licking, you know, kissing or licking, you know, the hand of the master. Just worshiping, just, you know, laying everything it has, it owns, you know, to the feet of the master. So worship is much more than a sound, church. Worship is much more than a sound. That's the reason why I love that song that says, I have more than a song. He says, I have more than a song. Today, I brought myself. I'm a sacrifice. You know that song, right? Don't say what you call. You know that song. He understands what worship is. See, you will box God into a corner and you will restrict your flow of intimacy and communication with the Lord if you restrict worship to the sound that comes out of your mouth. So what then is worship? Worship is simply everything and anything a believer does that brings God glory. It's as simple as that. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, I'm searching you, okay? I think the Lord has a word for you. I need to get it very clearly before I come over to you. So worship is everything and anything a believer does that brings God glory. That's what worship is. Meaning that at your work, 
with your devotion and your commitment to the things that you're doing, you are actually worshiping God, provided God can be seen in that which you're saying. Matthew chapter number 5, starting from verse number 13 to 16. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are a city, you are, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. He says, let your light therefore so shine before men that they may see your good works and do what? And glorify your Father which is in heaven. So anything you do in which God can be seen, the glory can come to the Father is worship. Just by choosing to be generous to someone, uh, you are actually worshiping God. So now, 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 beyond the sound, beyond, you know, the work, beyond everything and anything a believer can do, the greatest form of worship on earth is the sacrifice of the entirety of your being to your creator. There are ways you can worship God and express his worth unto you by giving, sowing seeds, serving in the Lord's house, working in love, but the greatest form of worship is the yieldedness of the entirety of your being unto the Lord. Deuteronomy Bible speaking says, they that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. He says, because the Father is looking for such persons, you know, to worship him. So the entirety of your being must be, must be breathed in that. Romans number 12, starting from verse number 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. It, uh, uh, how do you become sacrifice and living at the same time? Uh, you, 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 understand, you, are an, you are an editor, so you understand grammar more than me. What do you, is that oxymoron? What do you call it? You say sacrifice and you say you are living. Is that what you call oxymoron? If it is wrong, he said, your pastor said so, not me. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory. Please, can we celebrate online church? We celebrate you. Thank you so much for being part of the telecast tonight. So are you with me tonight? Are you with me tonight? So whatever a believer does, he says, a living sacrifice. To sacrifice means you are dead and life is cut off, off you, right? Yes, the Bible is saying, you know, you should be living. He says, which is your reasonable which is your reasonable, acceptable offering. Meaning that that is actually the least you can offer God. Are you understanding my voice now? Simply means that that, so the presentation of the entirety of your being unto God. Paul is saying to the church in Rome, he says, that is the least. He says, that is your reasonable offering. It is your reasonable, it is the, you know, if you study that in different versions, you would understand what I'm saying better. It says, that is the least you can do. So the Lord, you know, wants your money, wants your skills, your exposures, your experiences towards the advancement of his kingdom. But much more, my sister, he wants you. You know, you can give to the Lord without loving the Lord. But you cannot love the Lord without giving. So that we are giving them. I mean, when some of you have been served breakfast multiple times. Those of you who are single and you're under the sound of my voice. Say, for example, you've been served breakfast and at the same time the person has gifted you certain things before. So that I gave you gifts does not necessarily mean that they love you. But they cannot love you without actually giving you gifts. John chapter number 3 from verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave Hallelujah, glory to God. Is somebody getting blessed? So now, I've taken it to say worship is worth worship. It is premium. It is value. 
I've taken it to say worship is much more than a song. It's much more than a sound. Worship is everything and anything a believer does. You know, that bring... On this side, someone here is changing job. On this side. Now, I don't know if that is you or that brother at the back. Or even this sister, I don't know. On this side. All right, receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I sense that very, very strongly. So that's what worship is. So you can make yourself available. You can give your font. You can give your time and all of that. If your spirit, soul, and body. Some of the things I'm going to be teaching this weekend starting from tomorrow. And I want to beg you by the mercies of the Lord. Please don't miss the teaching session tomorrow morning. All right? By God's grace, I'm going to be here teaching you. In that, with our focus scripture, you know, for this, for this theme. Starting even from the book of Deuteronomy. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your body. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your body. What's it saying? What was the you know, Bible saying in the book of Jeremiah? The entirety of your being must be in love with the Lord. However, to worship the Lord in spirit, you must know the spirit. To worship the Lord in truth, you must know the truth. Simply put, I'm saying, you can't truly not, you cannot truly worship without intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And you cannot truly worship without intimacy with Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. The ones that would worship him, they must worship him. They must do so in spirit and in truth. Listen, one of Jesus' concerns, you know, concerning that woman was the fact that she actually did not know who Jesus was. Not that she just did not know who Jesus was. She also did not know herself enough. So number one, you want to learn worship or how to become a living sacrifice unto the Lord and, and make the entirety of your being, you know, to begin to crave, you know, and worship the Lord. Certain things you must do. Number one, you must know whom you're worshiping. There ain't no worship except you know unto whom the worship is going. In our ministry, <coughs> I made a teaching some time ago. I was still privileged to be somewhere. I can't remember exactly where that was right now just a few days ago and I was still teaching about that that message is tied to choices and consequences choices and consequences and I did share three most prominent important choices that every believer everybody actually you know must work on earth if you get those three right your life is settled it is sorted number one is the is the choice of who takes your worship the choice of who receives your bow don't say, I don't believe in God. You're actually worshiping a no God. <laughs> Atheists who do not believe in God. There is a God, a worship called no God. That came to me by revelation. So don't say, I know, you know, I don't believe in God. You know, people feel, you know, I don't believe in God. You know, God doesn't exist and all of that. And they feel that they are irreligious. No, you're not irreligious. You're actually religious. Because that's a faith you're practicing. That's a sect of religion you're practicing. They don't believe in God, so they worship the earth. They believe in the universe. When they're praying, instead of them to declare the name of the Lord, say, the universe will bring in. Oh, shut your mouth. What universe? It comes to being in the name of the Lord Jesus. The second most important is the choice of who to spend the rest of your life with. That's the choice of who to marry. My sister, are you married? Now I get it. I'll see you privately, okay? The choice of who to marry. If you miss that, ah, 
You can either marry a life partner or you marry a prayer project. Till out the truth. If you get it wrongly, that means you've gotten a prayer project. And the last is the choice of association. If you get those things right, these three, if you get them right, you're sorted. So true worship begins with identity. Knowing who you are worshiping. And number two, true worship also begins with loving the one you're worshiping. You both are a couple, right? Glory to Jesus, right? Now, she can submit, she can serve you, she can do all that she can do to you because the Bible commands her soul and because she loves you. It will be weird, strange for her, you know, to be submissive, you know, to any man that she truly does not love. I mean, you know, in that John chapter number 4, let me show you something very quickly and just drag this home so that we can go, go, then we'll meet again tomorrow morning. Hallelujah, glory to God. John chapter number 4. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. He says, you worship what you do not know. Can you see what I was talking about right now? Meaning that you cannot truly worship the Lord, you know, without knowing who he is. Bible says, the secrets of the Lord, they are with them that feareth him. So there is no true worship without you knowing who is receiving your worship. In Romans chapter number 1, I'm trying to be very careful, you know, because of time. I'm running fast. Romans chapter number 10, starting from verse number 1. Paul, speaking in that letter to the church of Rome, was explaining to them. He says, see, don't be like the rest of these guys, this Israelite. He says, they know about the things to do. He says, but they lack the right knowledge of what righteousness is. So you can actually find someone who's been attending to church, actually born into a Christian home, who till this moment still does not know God. You don't know who he is. How many of you know actually that the greatest expression of God that a believer can have in the New Testament is the capacity to call God Abba? I made a teaching on this, I think that was sometime last year. Abba. Abba. Abba is the greatest form of intimacy any believer can have with God. He says you worship who you do not know. You worship who you do not know. He says, but we know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. 23, but the highest coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Meaning that without the spirit, because again, the Lord speaks to us by spirit. All right? So, for you to worship the Lord in spirit, and that for your spirit to worship the Lord, your spirit, man, must be regenerated. And the only way for your spirit, man, to be regenerated, you know, it would be with in sync, you know, with the spirit of the Lord. So, it's either going to be regenerated by the forces of darkness or by the spirit of the Lord. But this time around, we're talking about the spirit of the Lord. So, for your spirit to worship the Lord, indeed, then you must have an affinity and intimacy, close marking relationship, intimacy, death, you know, with the spirit of the Lord. He says, and in truth. 
Meaning that you're not paying lip service to worship. Did you know that Samson, for example, being behind the camera, my brother, DJ over here, you know, behind the keyboard, do you know they are worshiping? If you understand what it is, you will no longer struggle. He says you will no longer have to come to this mountain here in Jerusalem or anywhere to worship. Because wherever you find yourself as a believer becomes a place of worship. And after all, you created for nothing but his worship. He says he made all things. All things were made for his own pleasure. Everything was made for his own pleasure. Everything for his own pleasure. It's so bad, so serious that the Bible even says that if you choose not to worship, to reverence him, to letting him know his worth to you, to send him back his value to you, he says he's able to raise stones in your place. May stones not be replaced, they'll raised in your place in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So it is by the Spirit of the Lord that I will learn how to worship. You know him. That's why if you check Paul's letter to all the epistles that Paul wrote, he was always talking about knowing this Jesus. He was always talking about knowing this Jesus. As a matter of fact, in Acts chapter number 2, starting from verse number 33, that was specifically verse number 37. The Bible says, Peter and John, after, you know, they were baptized in the Holy Ghost and all of that, stood, you know, before the people and began to preach and began to pray. The Bible says they were caught to their heart, every one of them that heard him. Then they began to ask him, what shall we do to be saved? What shall we do to be You know one of the reasons why? Because they did not know that the same one that they, 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 they asked to be crucified was the Messiah of the world. Same thing with the story of this woman. She said it boldly to the Savior of the world. Say, well, I know. You know this worship thing you're talking about? I know. We, our scriptures have told us that the Messiah is coming one day. I love Jesus' response. I am he of whom you speak about. If you go read the book of John, for example, Bible says that he was describing himself as the I am. Because he couldn't have been I was. Don't take me too deep tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He was describing himself as the I am. Bible says they were vexed. Pity. They were vexed and they picked stone. You know, and about to stone him. Because he said, before your father Abraham was I am. They did not understand that he was the living bread. How many of you know Jesus is God? How many of you know Jesus is Yahweh? Do you know that? See, if you don't know that, I wouldn't expect you not to know that if you worship Him. Because I know that your pastor follows the grace upon my life and follows my ministry back to back. Because many a times I won't say to him, go watch this sermon that I preach. Say, ah, we held service together, pastor. <laughs> you know, so I know. And if he sees me preach it, he takes it. You know, I'm presenting to you all in his own word. It's the same gospel. If you don't know that Jesus is Yahweh, your salvation, your work with God is going to be questionable. If you don't know that Jesus is the word, that Jesus is God, there are some of them be asking, so what then is Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit too is God. Jesus is God. The Father is God. Holy Spirit is God. That's actually the fundamental or the basis of your Christian faith. In the beginning was the word, and the word became flesh, and the word, you know, dwelt among men. It says it was in the beginning. 
He says, I will be held them, the glorious of only the begotten Father. This is full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Bible says he came to his own. His own did not receive him. He said, but to them that received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God. Hallelujah. He gave them, he, he gave them exousia. He gave them power to those who believe. Hey! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He gave them power to become sons of God. I think we need to have a teaching weekend. You just, it's all right. Just sit under God's word, you know, in God's house and just learn the word. Hallelujah. To them, it gave power to become sons of God. You know, Bible speaking in the book of, that message version of that John chapter number 1, starting from verse number 10, 12 downward. He says, I love the message version. The message says, the word became flesh. He says, and it entered the neighborhood. So meaning that Peter, John, all of all those guys, life, blood, they held Jesus. That was why when all else, you know, was done, Peter was saying, say, we are not speaking fables. I think it was James. No, 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 no. We're speaking to you about the things that we have seen, that our hands have taught, the things that we have handled. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So tonight as we go home, have a fresh perception and percept, perception of what worship is. And choose to remember, as you're doing your laundry, you're worshiping God. As long as your desire is to have Jesus be seen, it is worship. It is nothing else. Rise up on your feet tonight. Now, would you then worship God and do you well? I perceive the Lord also wants to heal one or two persons here. Time is gone. If you're sick in your body, I just need you to just, you know, place your hand on that part of your body that you require healing. And let the healing virtue of the Lord move through you. I curse insomnia in the name of the Lord Jesus, migraine headache. You know, I heard this when I stepped into this place this evening. And it's still not leaving me. I perceive there is someone under the sound of my voice that God is going to be relocating. Okay? Left to me, I will not share that message. Because we want you to stay. We want additions to this house. Not movement. But God is moving someone. You may be here in person or you may be watching online. I know many of you, you're meeting me for the first time, so you really don't know me. But your pastor and his dear wife, you know, they know if the Lord does not say it, I will not tell you. And you know the beautiful thing? Everywhere I go, uh, he accompanies the words of my mouth with signs and wonders following. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, if you desire healing, you're seeking your body tonight. Just lift up your hand up unto heaven and place your hand on that part of your body where you require healing. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, here in the sanctuary, watching online, everyone and anyone desires healing in the body. I release healing virtue unto you. Let the balm of Gilead visit you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for you all under the sound of my voice. I curse asthma in the name of Jesus. I curse arthritis in the mighty name of Jesus. Insomnia, I curse it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that person who's been unable to sleep tonight as you go to bed, begin to sleep soundly like a baby in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I curse high blood pressure in this house tonight. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare it cursed. I declare you free in the name of Jesus. That ache in 
your truth region. I command it to be healed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Bible says it sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. I did not send myself. The Lord sent me to you all under the sound of my voice. The Lord sent me to the city of Halifax for the first time in my life for this purpose. Just for your sake. And I declare your time of healing is now. Your season of healing is now. And be healed. Be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone, anyone under the sound of my voice, under the affliction, the oppression, the, and, the, and, the, and the torment of the devil, I command you be loosed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bible says, whoever the Son of Man set free is free indeed. I come here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose name is above every other name to announce your freedom. Your freedom from depression. Your freedom from anxiety. Come on, say amen like a man. Your freedom from depression. Your freedom from anxiety. Your freedom from shame and lack. Your freedom from stagnancy. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I walked in here this morning and I prayed with Pastor Shem. The word that the Lord gave to me that I heard very clearly in my spirit was the Lord saying to me, it's a new season. And so I declined the name of the Lord Jesus. For as many of you under the sound of my voice and who believes of the truth the Lord has sent to me, I declare a new season for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I declare a new season for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Give God praise tonight if you receive that word. Thank you for listening to this message from Believer's House. We hope you've been blessed. Please visit us at www.believershouse.church for more information about our church or to send us your questions, comments, and feedback. We hope to see you again soon.